Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angels Envy. Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, inspiring the world to raise the bar. And Angels Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Angels Envy bends the rules. It's a little different from all the other bourbons out there because Angels Envy is the pioneer of secondary finishing in bourbon. Angels Envy is finished in port barrels, which adds a layer of complexity to the whiskey and gives it a unique and approachable flavor. Plus, Angels Envy is one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. And whether it's for someone special or to bring to a housewarming party, Angels Envy makes the perfect gift. These angels are so, they have so much envy with its unique bottle design. Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angels Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. Hello, Los Angeles. We're back. Welcome to Love It or Leave It. It's our last show of 2023. It can be hard to say goodbye to an absolutely perfect, flawless year like the one we just had. But I find solace in reminding myself that next year is going to be even better. I can't think of a single thing that could possibly go wrong. And nothing, nothing will go wrong tonight with a lineup like this one. Donald Trump's BFF, Kathy Griffin, is here. Golden Globe nominees David Oyelowo and Greta Lee are here. Use their incredible acting talents to give life to the greatest characters of all, the people who email this show. And returning champion Odsko Okatska is here to toast the year by saying out with the old and in with the new. And everyone offers their predictions for whatever fresh hell the coming year has in store. But first, let's get into it. What a week. The Supreme Court announced Wednesday that it will hear a case challenging the FDA's approval of Mifepristone, a safe and effective pill used in more than half of all abortions in the U.S. Should a safe, commonly used pill that's been approved in the U.S. for more than two decades be banned for no reason? Thrillingly, it's time to ask Brett Kavanaugh. The case could also undermine the authority of the FDA. What's next? The Supreme Court steps in to ban Panera Lemonade? Bad example. We had it today. We... It's, it's not even funny terrible. It just stinks. And I really don't understand how people are sucking down more than one glass of this stuff. It's, it's like gasoline in there. Mifepristone is typically prescribed along with a second drug, misopristol. If the Supreme Court decides to restrict the use of mifepristone, experts say misopristol could be prescribed by itself, which results in more pain and bleeding. Said one anti-abortion attorney, restricting the use of mifepristone will undoubtedly cause women pain, but I'm willing to admit there might also be drawbacks. Last week, Hunter Biden was indicted on nine charges of tax fraud related to $1.4 million in taxes the president's son attempted to evade, which he has since paid back. He already paid it back. This is like hunting down Carmen Sandiego when she's already put the Golden Gate Bridge back or when she's already put the Grand Canyon back. But how do you steal a hole? And how do you put a hole back? Do you steal the Grand Canyon by filling it in or by leaving a slightly larger canyon? According to the indictment, Hunter allegedly spent $872,000 on sex workers, porn, and a membership at a high-end sex club, among other expenses. Who does this guy think he is, a Kennedy? <laughs> you know what I don't get from that list? The porn. It's free. Wait, well, <laughs> not least of which because it's free, but also, if you're, going, if you're, if you're spending money on the sex workers and the high-end sex club... 
maybe it's like one of those things where you say you're gonna go every day to the high-end sex club, but <laughs> when you sign up, you say you're gonna use, you tell yourself you're gonna really use it this time. That was your resolution. You're gonna make sure every morning before work, you're gonna use the high-end sex club. But then life gets in the way and you, and also, what's he supposed to do? Join a low-end sex club? The man's the son of a president. Dry hand jobs only? Come on. Have some respect. I'm sorry. The fact that the Department of Justice under Joe Biden appointed a special prosecutor to investigate and indict the president's own son led Republicans in Congress to abandon their false claim that Joe Biden had weaponized the DOJ to protect his family and prosecute his opponents, said a person living in a just world. No, no, after months of investigations that have turned up no evidence incriminating Joe Biden in his son's sleaze, Republicans pressed ahead this week and voted to open an impeachment inquiry anyway. When asked if DOJ's indictment of Hunter Biden undercuts their claim that DOJ won't investigate Hunter Biden, James Comer, who leads the House Oversight Committee, said this. My concern is that Weiss may have uh, indicted Hunter Biden to protect him from ah. having to be deposed yes. in the... In the House Oversight Committee yes. on Wednesday. He indicted we, him man. to protect him. Yes, the classic rubric. <laughs> indicting Hunter Biden to protect him, like a parent finding a cigarette in their kid's backpack and indicting them. In, a, <laughs> in an interview published in Semaphore on Monday, presidential won't be Dean Phillips said of, pre <laughs> said of Biden's impeachable offenses, I don't see the evidence of it, but yes, when your own son and your own brother are clearly at the very least unethical and at worst doing illegal things, my goodness, of course the country pays attention to it, adding, people do believe that it perhaps makes him seem unelectable. Somehow, it conflates him with the Trump family's indiscretions. Ah, yes, somehow. A much shorter way of saying, Republicans working furiously in bad faith to equate Trump's corruption and lawbreaking with Biden's son's scandals with some help from media and now Democratic primary challengers. You're being the somehow. Be the somehow you want to see in the world. <laughs> On Wednesday, Hunter Biden defied House Republicans' subpoena for a closed-door deposition, holding a press conference outside the Capitol in which he reiterated his willingness to testify, but only in public. For six years, MAGA Republicans including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they've belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father who has devoted his entire public life to service. They can take away my privacy. They can take away my dozens of laptop computers filled with nudie pics, but they cannot take away the fact there is so much else you will probably learn that's worse. <laughs> when asked by the press what he hoped to get out of a Biden impeachment inquiry, Representative Troy Neal said this. All I can see is Donald J. Trump 2024. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> Look. We all have to attack this farce by defending Biden being a good dad. Everybody has a hunter in their family. Look around this Christmas. If you can't find the hunter, it's you. <laughs> this happens at every holiday gathering. Hey, how's Hunter doing? Well, he lost all of his laptops. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, meanwhile, had this confession to make. 
I have no evidence of it, and I'm going to just follow the facts where they are, and the facts haven't taken me to that point where I can say that the president's guilty of anything. You know what? I take it all back. Having 90-year-old senators who can't remember not to tell the truth is fucking cool. Here's Republican Congressman Guy Reshenthal, Guy Luftwaffe, I don't know, (laughs) on exactly what they're investigating. What is the specific constitutional crime that you're investigating? Well, we're having an inquiry, so we can do an investigation and control the production of witnesses. And and, what is the crime you're investigating? And documents. High crimes, misdemeanors, and bribery. What high crimes and misdemeanors are you investigating? Look, I, I will, once I get time, I will explain what we're looking at. Incredible. What are we investigating? Uh, she goes to a different school. <laughs> Biden said in a statement shortly after the vote, instead of doing anything to help make Americans' lives better, they are focused on attacking me with lies. Instead of doing their job on the urgent work that needs to be done, they are choosing to waste time on this baseless political stunt that even Republicans in Congress admit is not supported by facts, which is an excellent point. Unfortunately, when you hold a mirror up to the GOP, they just attack it, like when a parakeet sees its reflection. (laughs) Vice President Kamala Harris gave a speech this week to the Munich Security Conference, where she announced the United States government had found Russia committed crimes against humanity, said Harris to all those who have perpetrated these crimes and to their superiors who are complicit in those crimes, you will be held accountable. Harris then landed the plane perfectly. We all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen. Okay. Here's what's worrying me. I understood every word of this. And that's how I know we need to take two weeks off right now. During a fundraiser in Washington on Tuesday, President Biden warned Israel's leaders that they were losing international support as a result of the indiscriminate bombing in Gaza. What a lie, said Netanyahu. Discrimination is a huge part of it for me. Biden also described Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as the head of the most conservative government in Israel's history, which doesn't want a two-state solution. Sure I do, said Netanyahu. I believe in two states, the state of Israel and the state of denial. In a letter sent to Biden on Tuesday, Bernie Sanders urged the president to withdraw his support for an additional $10.1 billion in military aid to Israel and to support a humanitarian ceasefire. A just cause for war does not excuse atrocities in the conduct of that war, said Sanders. Israel has the right to go to war against Hamas. It does not have the right to go to war against innocent men, women, and children in Gaza. Anyway, I don't really have a joke here. I just greatly appreciated Bernie's moral clarity as this has all unfolded. And I remember when he wore the mittens. (laughs) An anti-Semitic right-wing Polish lawmaker on Tuesday used a fire extinguisher to put out candles on a menorah in Parliament. Hey, buddy, not what we meant by ceasefire. (laughs) 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 Yep. Sounds like this guy's dreidel is all shins. (laughs) Not the crispiest latke in the stack, this guy. Stanford law professor David Mills, who led the defense for FTX co-founder Sam Bankman-Fried at trial, said his former client may be at the very top of the list as the worst person I've ever seen do a (laughs) cross-examination. It was your job to prepare him. It's like a parent pointing at a four-year-old and going, you see this shit? Worst shoot dying I've ever seen. (laughs) 
Mills, a close friend of Bankman-Fried's parents, told Bloomberg, I'm not going to get myself emotionally involved on a very deep personal level in a case like this again. I'm just not going to do it. I'm sorry, but maybe Sam Bankman-Fried shouldn't have hired Mariah Carey as his counsel. I didn't realize it was Divas Live down at Benson, Benson, and Mills. You don't see Rudy Giuliani sobbing over how much he cared about a client, unless that black stuff is how his species cries. On Wednesday, Tesla recalled nearly all of their cars sold in the United States, almost 2 million vehicles. Tesla told owners they don't need to bring the cars back, just leave them in an empty lot and they'll explode eventually. The recall excludes cars that have already gone rogue, which the company said were best left unapproached, adding, do not make eye contact or attempt to show dominance. As it happens on Wednesday, I recalled my Tesla too. I recalled that it was a piece of shit. (laughs) The recall follows an investigation by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration launched in 2021 following a series of 11 accidents involving the Tesla autopilot system. And sure, 10 of those were me, but in my defense... I was looking at my phone. (laughs) In other Elon Musk success stories this week, 404 reported that X, once Twitter, is having so much trouble holding on to reputable advertisers that the site has started running ads for DIY artificial insemination kits marketed as a way for women to get pregnant from condoms they fish out of trash cans, (laughs) leading to a very uncomfortable conversation between Maria and Oscar. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Presidential hair samples from JFK, Eisenhower, and George Washington will be launched into deep space later this month. I'm not sure why they went with pubes, but I guess hair's hair. (laughs) What's cool is the JFK hair sample is also a blood sample. Two men have been indicted for allegedly killing thousands of birds, including federally protected bald eagles in Montana over two years. It's about 3,600 birds. In defense, one of the men said, we're actually cats. (laughs) Said prosecutors, it's time for some bird justice. just nothing. That's just nothing. <laughs> Jeremy Renner is officially the number one most Googled celebrity in 2023, in large part because the actor accidentally ran himself over with a snowplow on New Year's Day. But next year, next year's my year. Brian, bring out the combine! <laughs> you know what a combine is, Betsy? You can't picture it? Right. It's a big machine. Meanwhile, Timothy Chalamet and Hugh Grant trotted the globe to promote Wonka, which gave us this incredible clip from our boys. Moi, je joue Willy Wonka. Yeah, je joue the Oompa Loompa. <laughs> can we do it again? Can we just play it one more time just so people can really... Moi, je joue Willy Wonka. Yeah, je joue the Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I gotta see it one more time. I just I need to see it one more time. It's, I love it so much. Moi, je joue Willy Wonka. Yeah, je joue the Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Look at Hugh Grant's eyes. Those are the broken, haunted eyes of a man who thought the SAG strike might still be going on. And he wouldn't have to do this. January 1st, 2024 marks the date that Steamboat Willie, the precursor to Mickey Mouse, finally enters the public domain 95 years after the character's inception. Steamboat Willie, for free? Buy me dinner first. In the UK, IKEA is hosting a contest in which some lucky Instagram followers will receive a Swedish meatball the size of a turkey. They're calling it Meatloaf. 
And finally, marine researchers working off the coast of Greece have spotted and photographed a dolphin with what appears to be thumbs. The species isn't native to these waters, so scientists suspect the dolphin may have hitchhiked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We come back. You've got mail. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Would you take a nap? Would you read a book? Would you show up for a friend? I mean, maybe I'd hang out with a friend. I don't know if I would show up for a friend. Well, okay. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. Yeah, we do. But at the same time, then you check your screen time on your phone and it's always like Ooh. six hours a day. Mm. I feel like a lot of people running around playing busy, you know? Yeah. If you're on your phone for six hours, you could be less busy. You could be less busy. Just put busy. your phone down. I'm, a, I'm a guilty of anybody. That's what therapy's for. It helps figure out these problems. <laughs> put down your phone for an hour during therapy. Yeah, you can't be on your phone during therapy. They hate it. <laughs> but they can't stop you. It's your hour. Anyway, the point is, everybody needs therapy. I need it. John needs it. Anyone else? Anybody else? <laughs> no, that's it. Just that's the two it. of us Just need it. Just the two of us. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. Pod Save America is brought to you by Helix Sleep. How long have you had your mattress? For most people, it's probably time for an upgrade, Right. Well, Helix has exactly what you need. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Helix has models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side, models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions, plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they've got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Uh, I have a Helix mattress in our guest bedroom. Mm -hmm. Every single person who stays with us says, that bed is so comfortable. Where'd you get it? You know what I say? Where do you say? Helix. I love my Helix mattress. I have a Don Lux. Don Lux. It's very comfortable. So Lux. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash crooked and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Again, that's helixsleep.com slash crooked and use code helixpartner20. Love it or leave it is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home. On top of the wide variety of houseplants available, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Mike Pence should have gotten one of those after the election day. <laughs> <laughs> the experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape designs, and how best to take care of your plants. The point is, I may not have a green thumb, but that's why Fast Growing Trees is perfect for me, because it makes it so easy. 
Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LOVEIT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code LOVEIT at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code LOVEIT. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, El Cajon did nothing to me. El Cajon, I don't understand how we ended up in El Cajon. It's not San Diego, El Cajon. We stopped at a Del Taco on the way. Ta- Del Taco is the Ron DeSantis. I know we're ready. Del Taco, Del Taco is the Ron DeSantis to Taco Bell's Trump. Like, yeah, sure, I like tacos from fast food places, but why the fuck am I going to go to Del Taco when there's Taco Bell right there? This, this cheap imitation of Taco Bell? I don't want my second choice. I have my first choice. If Taco Bell's all closed, maybe I'd head over to Del Taco. Please welcome to the stage. <laughs> fresh off their Golden Globe nomination, it's the wonderful Greta Lee and the amazing David Oyelowo. Come on up. Hi. Thank you both for being here. First of all, I think it's fun to just pair you because you're both here. Your projects are, and you're coordinated. I love it. Welcome. <laughs> I've never been introduced with a Del Taco. <laughs> Do you think I'm going to get some sort of sponsorship or like something, is something going to come my way out of that? I mean. I, I think Del Taco would be so lucky to have oh. you. I agree. And, and I, I would agree. say I, there's got to be so many zeros to justify you putting your brand <laughs> On the Del Taco, you're, you'd be lending them a lot of credibility, frankly. Yeah. You're I'm in down. cool stuff. I don't know. Del Taco, I'm down. I'm okay. so down. All right. Well, it's out there. You've put it in the universe. You're secreting, you know? You're, you're manifesting. <laughs> this is a real show. You're both yeah, on. I, 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 can, I can really I tell. I can <laughs> really tell. Hey, this is live. David. Yes. Did you know what this was? Absolutely not. Nothing, right? You had no idea. No. Nothing. None. Nothing. None. Cool. I'm it's rolling true. with the punches. It's true. Dave, he literally said to me <laughs> moments before no, this we is watched, good. I said, love when this happens. Said, I d- what is this show? <laughs> I'm a very and, honest person. Yes. I appreciate it. And I said, I, I, I thought I knew, but now that I'm here, I'm not so sure. <laughs> 100% true. Here's the thing. Every episode of Love It or Leave It is just a five-hour recording with two guests. <laughs> They've locked the doors. It's, it's sort know. of like an international flight to, <laughs> you know, to Berlin. It does feel just... inescapable, yes. I like that. Welcome to Love It or Leave It. The door's locked from the outside. David, you were nominated for Best Actor in a Limited Series for Television for Lawman Bass Reeves. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Was there any conversation about just calling it Bass Reeves? A lot, actually. Was there? <laughs> there was. But it's going to be an anthology, so subsequent seasons are going to be more lawmen. So oh, I thought it meant, on. like, astronaut ba- Bass Reeves. <laughs> it's going to be different lawmen. I'm still stupid. Not different jobs for him. Right. Because yeah. he did the one famous job. He's a real person. Right, right, right. This is why you're not a studio exec. I can tell. Yeah. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, oh, I guess. that's a Not compliment, yet. by the way. No, I know that is actually a compliment. I know, I agree with that. If you knew studio execs, NPR wrote this week that the cowboy is the breakout star of 2023. Did you know that? Oh wow. Okay. Are they giving me some credit for that? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> NPR, never a truer word spoken. <laughs> let's talk about past lives. Yes, let's do it. Yes, please. <laughs> Your character, Nora, yeah. reconnects with her childhood sweet, sweetheart after she married, to, married a man named Arthur. Yeah. Hey, did you ever figure out when you were playing this character why nostalgia hurts? <laughs> oh, I'm so relieved okay. I didn't get that question. Yeah. You know the feeling? Yeah, I know the feeling. It's I like mean, sweet, but it hurts. It does hurt. What is that? It's, it's <laughs> honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, okay, honestly, yeah. make, making the movie, um, I discovered that um, like the act of falling in love and being in love is really physical and it actually really hurts. <laughs> and I, we kind of were thinking about a way to think about it in terms of like an action movie. Like, you know, you, you know the, the, those kinds of trainers, like, you know, the Navy SEAL who like works out Chris Pratt and like the Chris's, all the Chris's. All the Chris's. They're all blonde. That's how they get those arms. Yeah, exactly. From, but the, it, from the arm store. Yeah, from the arm store. You just buy them. But we were thinking about how to think, to, to, present uh, longing and nostalgia and love in that kind of physical way that felt that felt just as full body. Um, and, and in doing so, uh, through certain exercises that Celine Song, our director, our, our incredible um, director and writer of the movie, she had imagined these exercises such as she didn't want Tao Yu and I to t- ever touch before we filmed uh, certain mm-hmm. scenes. So there's a moment when we hug as adults. That's the first time we ever touched, which makes it sound like a lot weirder. Than it actually no, it's interesting, is, you know? though. Yeah. Um, but anyways, all of these things were in consideration of like, yeah, what you're saying, like how much nostalgia, how much all of this. I think how much living hurts. <laughs> yeah, living does hurt. I, I really felt that watching that movie. I mean, you're extraordinary in that movie. Oh, gosh. Just truly yeah. extraordinary in that movie. But... It, it is a visceral experience, just, you know, the, uh, the, the interaction, especially with the distance and that whole thing. It's amazing. That makes sense, what you just said. Yeah. I, um, I was surprised, though. I was, like, deeply humbled by um, trying to inhabit and, and understand, like, what, what, yeah, what that actually feels like. You know, you make assumptions. You're like, ah, love. How cute. It's adorable. Love is so cute. <laughs> Did that first time you touched make it into the movie did it or did it did it feel different than every other tank was it a special moment oh you know what i don't actually know i know that the first time because the other experiment that celine song had was she really felt adamant that tail you and john mcgarrow they should never actually meet until the moment they actually meet in the movie um and i know that that take was actually the take that they that made it into the film interesting um she felt like that was the best take for that one, for hours, I have a feeling just in, you know, in talking about all of these things in, in in the press and doing interviews and things, because that hasn't come up in that way, it makes me feel like it must have been like, I don't know, the fifth take, which isn't a very compelling story to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth time they hugged, boy, did you really feel it. That's when you nailed it. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bass Reeves is a real person. Was a real historical figure. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, what made you decide you wanted to sort of tell that story? 
because not only was he a real person, but he was an extraordinary person and, and, and a person who did extraordinary things at a time that was kind of impossible. He was enslaved, fought in the Civil War on the side of the Confederacy against his will, um, went on to escape enslavement, uh, lived with Native Americans for, for many years where he learned the skills that he ended up using um, as, a, as a lawman. But to do what he did, to have a 32-year career in law enforcement, over 3,000 arrests, and to do that having just been so subjugated under enslavement and, and, to, and to be so transcendent at what he did just feels miraculous. And on top of that, it's all within this genre that is so beloved in terms of cinema, which is the Western. The why of why we haven't seen that story when one of the first images ever seen in the moving image was a black man on a horse. It, you know, I just, I was offended by the fact that his story hadn't been told in this way. And so the eight years it took to, to get to this point have been all worth it. Do you think that we should search for real stories of diverse characters that elucidate the human experience or make more Spider-Men? <laughs> Do you want me to take this both. one? Do you <laughs> want me to take this one? <laughs> On behalf please, of all please. spiders. Uh, yeah, it's tough out there. Phew, thank you. I yeah, was going to be you very need to rude. grab on uh, to every opportunity you can <laughs> as a spider um, and uh, never let go. Um, sorry. Spider-Man. Yeah, so Bass Reeves. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's a season two. My work here is done, you guys. Bring out the money cannon. We've done it again. The Hollywood money cannon. This is going really well. I love. I think this is great. I think this is awesome. I think. I think putting you in a bargain bin version of actors on actors against your will was a cool decision just the Coles yeah. version yeah with the door locked yeah. door locked hey Greta yeah. what's up hey do you think you can truly fully be in love with two people at the same time no yeah that's probably right <laughs> next question David was the mustache real uh, it was not. It was. Oh, don't hate me. No, I'm just. What? I'm not. I'm, I'm excited by I, the revelation. I, There's no judgment in my gasp. It was just interesting. Okay. There was I'm a just, few. There's a few judgy oh, gasps. But, it, but they here. don't have microphones. They like, don't matter. It doesn't make me less of an actor. The fact that this is just a mob of indiscriminate people. That we're oh, just yeah. people. Oh. We don't worry about them. They're not real to me. But you were oh, okay. really ready to. You were in, in full like fight or flight about the mustache. You like. You were ready to respond to a perceived <sighs> judgment. Yeah, you project it. I will take you on if you come for my performance. Um, no. Wait, your performance? So you, you, performance? Oh, we didn't yeah, say no, performance. No. no, you didn't. He just said mustache. You touched on my insecurity, okay? Um, no. I, I, no, because we were jumping around so much uh, in terms of shooting out of order, there was no way. Because there was a whole mustache life. It goes from being small to large to handlebarry to something oh. you could hang off of. Um, the mustache so is also nominated for a Golden Globe. It is. It is. It is. There is a new category as of my performance. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was, uh, it was plastered on any time we needed it. Cool. <laughs> hey. Hey, have you talked about a crossover with Yellowstone? I know they take place in different centuries, but it would be cool. 
Okay, I'll take this one. Okay, yeah, thank you. Wow. I owe you so much money. <laughs> you don't seem to be taking it, though. I mean, I mean, uh, you said you were going to answer. There's Can we nothing do- there, you know, is why yeah. she's... <laughs> it's, I was literally about to say, yeah. there's a lot to consider. That, yeah. you know, they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's cool or insane when people are close with their exes? Insane. Yeah. Why is Greta getting all the relationship questions? I I I do relationships well, too. Well, because because I feel like okay. Um, do you think do you think people in the old west fell in love? <laughs> I don't know. What, you you say you want a question? I give it that I'm an idiot. You are so good on the fly. What do you want? Uh, do you want? That was amazing. We can do a fucking. We can do here. So on the set, did you guys like yes. become a family? <laughs> what do you want? I don't know. I don't know how to do. I'm just I'm just trying to have fun out here no, between was, the mattress. It was ads. worth it. The questions okay. were worth it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you've dedicated yourselves to the screen. Yes. I've dedicated myself to the listener. <laughs> And a dog that controls every waking moment of my life. (laughs) But mostly the listeners, which is why we've asked you to join us in reading some of our favorite listener emails that we've received this year. These are real. These are real emails. And so you have these in front of you. And um, our hope was that you would lend them the the credence, the the depth that we (laughs) interpreted them to have. so, um, can we, oh, Malcolm, cue the, cue the, the email music. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Actors on detractors. Oh, I love this. <laughs> what? Look Why? at that. That's, That's amazing. cool. Wow. That, I feel, I want to be in that movie. That's a good movie. Look at that. Wait, Greta, hold on. What do this you is think? a podcast. Look at all the work that went into that. Yeah. What is, why? There's going to be video, too. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm glad people okay, will see that. That's good. <laughs> Greg, do you want to kick what? us off? Oh, uh, no, no. I think yeah. David kicks us off. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, subject, in relation to the bear cat scenario. John, I feel that I should address something that both you and Boulder, comedian David Borey, seem to have missed in your conversation about the bear on the Celestial Seasonings box. So you had differing ideas about the cat's position in the bear's life. A pet? A meal? I'm almost certain that you missed the truth, and that truth is much darker. I have had many cats in my life over the years, <laughs> never my choice, but my choice by choosing partners with cats. I expect neither of you have, and this is why. I think that the more likely reality of this poor bear's existence is that he is in a relationship with the cat for sure. However, that cat My life just feels useless right now. However, that cat has more more than likely made the bear its sub, and it is... (laughs) And it is simply in a fetishized situation that more than likely was not its intention. Either this is the case, or the cat just wouldn't be there. I wanted to bring this to your attention as I thought it was a very important point that you missed. Much love, Crash. Oh, my God. Beautiful. That was fantastic. Fantastic. That was very, like, Jane Austen. I mean, not just because of your, your accent. I feel very teleported to, you know, some... Oh, good. Yeah, that, was that was beautiful. That was lovely. It was. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Oh. 
Greta, you're up. I feel so oh, validated. I thought that was like where we could be done now, but yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, email number two. Okay. Uh, subject. Spiders. <laughs> I was just talking about spiders. Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, here we go. Subject. Spiders. First off, you are outstanding. <laughs> Now to the spiders. <laughs> spiders get a bad rap because you don't hear them like you would a fly or another buzzing bug. It's a real letter we received. But then you spot their movement, whether they are tiny and clear or zaftig and furry. Sometimes the spider is within your eyesight when you're in bed or in lower elevation to the spider. <laughs> and when you decide you need to reach over and get a Kleenex or paper towel or some other item to remove said spider, when you turn back around, it's gone. <laughs> so you know the spider is still there, but you don't just know where. The spider is now in control of your house. <laughs> or your life. <laughs> Even if you try to not think about it, it's, it's some quiet moment. You're going to think, where is that spider? <laughs> Have I eaten it in my sleep? Is it <laughs> nesting in my ear? Is it mating underneath my bed and making millions and millions of spider babies? Also, there are certain times a year when a extremely beautiful spider web is what you walk into in the morning as you're heading out to the car to try to go to work. So you end up batting at yourself <laughs> at what looks to be imaginary threats <laughs> to anyone else who's away from you. Bottom line, they're Gaslighting bastards that make you look and feel like a fool. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Wendy, Greensburg, North Carolina. I think we can I think we can go right to now there's there's three very short letters we received. And here's what happened. Someone asked for advice on this show, and the advice was they had found an old human skull in their home. Subject, skull problem. <laughs> Come on. You didn't even try on the skull thing. You take the skull, you put it in a bag. You go shopping, and at either the nature company or curio shop or something like that, you take the skull out of the bag, you put it on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you put it on the shelf, and then you just walk away. Go to Disneyland or Disney World or whatever. <laughs> Disney is nearby. <laughs> you ride the Pirates of the Caribbean or maybe the... <laughs> it's a real letter. Or maybe the Haunted Mansion. Then, as you exit the ride, just leave it in your seat. <laughs> hand it to the attendant and say I don't really know where this came from <laughs> incredible 
So you you want to just read the very last one? Yeah. The very, very last one. <laughs> Human skull oh, request God. subject? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, gosh. so this person wrote a... Okay, subject line. Human skull request. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'd love to have the human skull... <laughs> That was mentioned on episode James and the Giant Divorce. <laughs> if there is an actual, real human skull, I appreciate it. I would appreciate it if you could put me in contact with a current owner who wants to get rid of it. I take it out of their hands for a bit, and I would give it a loving home forever. Squinty face emoji. Interesting. If there's no skull, haha, funny. <laughs> and that's Actors on Detractors. Greta, David, thank you both for being such great sports. When we come back, thank you, <laughs> thank you but that was really funny. When we come back, Kathy Griffin is here. And we're back. Welcome to the stage, the only gift I wish for this holiday season. I cannot believe we've never had her on before, but that changes tonight. It's the incredible, the legendary, Kathy Griffin. Hi. Thank you for being here. Hi, Johnny. Hi. Does anybody call you Johnny? You can be the one. I I don't know why I like it. It just feels familiar. Okay. You're in the Johnny Carson seat, Johnny. Yes, that's right. You're young, gay Johnny Carson. I just said it. What a dream, man. This is going well. As an OG fan of My Life on the D-List. Aw, thank you. I read something arguing that it was the spiritual precursor to keeping up with the Kardashians. Thank you. And I read it in something I wrote to myself because I've just said it. Wait, you wrote a letter to yourself? I'm just, it's just something that I believe. Don't you oh, think it okay. is? I thought you were on one of those letters like, Dear Future Self, I've never felt better about my body image. You're one of those. Yeah. Okay. But it really is. It was like, it was ahead of its time. Don't you think? Now, it was really real. And that's what real. I'm proud of. Like, there were no writers or anything like that. And my mom and dad were just like that. So if you saw them on My Life on the D-List, you really knew them. They were exactly like that. And um, it was, you know, a fun show because they honestly just followed me around for like eight months a year hoping I would do funny shit. And you did. I did. I love that show. Thank you. And I would plan my life around it. So like I would take a especially tough gig, like a corporate gig or something. And I was like, well, I'm going to bomb, but it could be good for the show or whatever. But they were always wanting to um, have me jump out of a plane. Every season they'd be like, this year you jump out of a plane. I'm like, I have been through enough. I don't need to jump through out of a plane. What was up with that storyline with Wozniak? Well, Steve Wozniak was in love with me. He was he, just in love with you. Well, don't, yeah, easy, easy. You act shocked. Um, well, no, no, but no, just, we, it were, just... we were really good friends, and when he he started like writing to me somehow, or somehow he got to me, and I actually did think he had a crush on me at first, and I remember thinking, I'm going to be a billionaire. 
And um, I got to know him, and he's a very quirky guy. He's obviously smart. But what I like about him, he's very giving about, like, talking about the early days of Apple. Because let's face it, if you get to sit and talk to Waz, you want to hear about the garage with Steve Jobs and all that stuff. So he was super fascinating and super weird. My mom was very freaked out by him. Well, that well, because it was, and that comes across yes. in the program. She didn't the, know what to make of it. Because that's why I was like, oh, he's in love with you, because that kind of makes sense, because he wanted to be there, but it didn't seem like you knew why he was there at times. I was not sure to this day. And my mother would go, something's off about him. Something is off. And she'd go, I don't care how goddamn smart he is. Something's off about him. <laughs> yeah, your mom, was, your mom was the funniest part of that show. Well, she was drunk. Yeah. She's drunk in heaven, everybody. She's drunk, drunk in, in heaven. heaven. Tip it. You're currently on tour. My life Whoa, on the... hold on. I've, let's just, let's not undersell it. I'm fucking finally uncanceled. So let's talk about that. Well, that's, that's what I wanted. I mean, to... years, Johnny. You were canceled. Years of years. the phone not ringing. Years of no theater wanting to take a chance and let me perform there. And finally, after that whole Trump thing, 40 cities, baby. 40 cities. So... Talk to me about being uncanceled. Is it a feeling you feel deep in your... Like, do you wake up a morning and you're like, hmm. You know, I feel like I'm still somewhat canceled. But also, like, I have to admit, I'm a little snooty and take umbrage to even using the term, so I shouldn't use it because... Usually when somebody gets canceled, frankly, they've done something wrong. Like they've said the N-word or they said the Holocaust doesn't exist or something. I took a picture that people didn't like. And I was investigated by two agencies within the Department of Justice. And I just got a Freedom of Information Act recently showing how serious the White House was about charging me with the crime of conspiracy to assassinate the President of the United States. And I was interrogated under oath, and I was put on the no-fly list. And, you know, it was a real thing that I was dealing with while, of course, having all the MAGA crazy people like threatening me and blah, blah, blah. But because of that, my own industry turned on me, frankly. Because remember, it came from left, right, and center. It wasn't just the right wing. Like, everybody was pissed. And it's just lasted for years. So just going, even though I've been touring for decades, I've done like 19 TV specials and all this other stuff, just to not work for five years really fuck with my head. Uh, yeah, how did, did all the promoters get together and say like, people have forgotten long, it's over now, we can let her back in the theater. Like how does it actually mechanically end? Like The bomb threat stopped. Oh, that's good. So I don't blame the theaters for canceling my, my tour that I was in the middle of when the Trump thing happened because these are theaters that, you know, the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey, they've usually got like Stomp or Blue Man Group. Yeah. They're not used to getting the call that's like, I'm going to slice that cunt in the cunt. Then I'm going to slice her cunt again because she's a cunt. And then I'm going to bomb you cunts. Like it was cunty. Yeah. They were, they're very into wanting to slice my cunt. Not your words. Not your words. And, and I I'm don't, not saying they are, Johnny. Yeah, I don't... I, thank you for correcting that. I, I hadn't realized I'd given that impression, but can't be too careful in this day and age. You're also currently being sued in Tennessee, of all places. Yes. Uh, I, now, I thought that Tennessee... I was being stupid. I thought Tennessee was like Brigadoon, like a fictional, old-fashioned <laughs> place, but it's real. It's real. And you're being sued there. Yeah. And I found this to be... So, basically, there was... there were, uh, A couple years ago, a guy uh, uh, 
was caught on video basically mocking a teen for wearing a teen uh, boy for wearing a dress to his prom. Yeah, the they were getting it. their prom photo shoot in a hotel lobby. And this guy got caught on film just being a huge prick. You just posted the video. Yeah, well, I reposted it. It had already been on TikTok for a full day, which is a long time in TikTok time. I wasn't even on TikTok yet. I was still like more of a tweeter. And so I reposted it. And it was one of those like, okay, internet, you know what to do. And the guy was actually fired before my tweets. So he got fired and the company fired him and said, you know, we, of course, we have LGBT customers and employees, et cetera. So I think they did the right thing. And um, he turned around and is suing me. And uh, he's not suing me for defamation. Because you just posted a factual just thing. Just a video. And I did call him a homophobe. And that video shows he was engaging in homophobic activity. But it's a jurisdictional issue. And by the way, this is my fourth case brought on by a MAGA Trump supporter. I had two in Kentucky, one in Kentucky State Court, one in Kentucky Federal Court. And I had one in L.A. Superior Court. But this one, and I'm just saying that because the tentacles... It's cool to make it in L.A. Right. (laughs) You know? It was convenient. The tentacles of the Trump thing kind of still go on. And in my opinion... This guy wouldn't be suing me unless the Trump picture happened. Right. And so uh, he's suing me on a jurisdictional issue. And by the way, if I lose this case, and the Sixth Circuit has just gone in his favor, not my Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, if I lose this case, it's bad for everybody. Because that means if you tweet about somebody like, let's say there's a Karen video, right, and somebody calls somebody the N-word at the grocery store, and then you tweet, oh, wow, that person's an a-hole or whatever and you're in California and they're in Michigan, they can drag you to Michigan to go through a civil trial there. So I don't want to go um, on trial in Tennessee. So I know that's a shock to you guys, <laughs> but maybe you can go for me. So it's, it is, so just basically, at, at the, the, this guy is, lives in Tennessee, sues you in federal court in Tennessee. Yeah. The court says... It's been dismissed already. Yes, so the court says... No, you can't just you can't just sue someone who lives in California based uh, on a tweet about someone in Tennessee. Right, you, because then you could be sued anywhere, and, and people and, could be dragged across state lines constantly across the country, et cetera. Uh, but then the this, the the appeals court actually said no, no, no. This can move forward, and even though um, I'm not a lawyer, but uh, I don't even think lawyers are great. The, <laughs> like even though there's no merit to this. The, the chilling effect on free speech is that just being – it used to be this guy, if he wanted to go through the trouble of doing this kind of frivolous thing, would have to fly all the way to California yeah. to sue you here. And now this is basically saying that anyone anywhere can basically chill that, – that you're basically being punished for having had this opinion. Yes, and, and it, well, it's an opinion. It's, so, I don't that, understand the – just I do not understand how this hasn't been thrown out. For a bunch of different reasons. Well, what I learned now that I've been in the court system for six and a half years since the Trump picture, and I'm like a professional defendant, I was also sued by a dozen families. Do you guys remember MAGA Hat Kid? That kid that went to the National Mall when the Native American guy tried to kind of stop them from maybe causing trouble? So that guy, his name is Nick Sandman. And he got some kind of a settlement from CNN. I'll never know why they settled, but it could have been a dollar, it could have been a million, I don't know. So a dozen families from that school, Covington Catholic, sued me or tried to sue me. And those cases each took about three years to go through the system. So the part that's discouraging to me is I think the courts know that this is a specious lawsuit, and yet they let it go through 
all the paces, and I'm still not sure why this guy keeps getting to appeal and appeal, but I do believe they learned that from Trump, because Trump brags about that. He loves suing people and just keeping it tied up in the courts. And I just want to say to any of these litigious people that are out there, I think you're good, and I don't dislike you or have any problem with you. And you're and all very handsome. You're, and and you're whatever you're feeling and is fit. and justified. By the way, whatever you're going through, I'm right there with you. I'm right. on your side. Not like me, a big old contrarian. So your first TV special was in, I believe, 1996. Okay. And <laughs> no, because I, I I remember like here's what I wanted to ask you about it because I feel like. I didn't know what a gay icon was when I was a little gay kid seeing those specials. And even those specials, a lot of the content wasn't explicitly gay. And yet... It spoke to you. Yes. And over the years, you've... you've, it's evolved, right? Because at the time, even talking about gay people as being gay was like a risk. Well, first of all, the word, when I started comedy, the word wasn't gay. So it was the F-A-G word, and it was spewed with impunity by comics, and it was still out there in a way that it isn't now. But even, but even just, like, it went from just being willing to joke about a gay person being... A, a, a top or a bottom. A bottom, or just, or just like, being a d- diva, or being, yeah. you know, just, like, all of that mm-hmm. was, like, like, risque at the time. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if you've felt how that's changed or how it's how how being seen as someone who's like in gay culture has changed in the the, in the years that you've been doing these specials. Well, I think it's a relationship. And so when I was a little kid, I just found that gay kid in freaking first grade. And I don't know if Brian Check turned out to be gay um, <laughs> or where he is now or his wife and family for all I know. <laughs> But I just feel like that's who I was. And, you know, when I was in high school, I actually was lucky enough to go to a really big public high school, 5,000 kids. And so the drama department was no joke. It was pretty serious. And that's where I met a bunch of other gays and the lesbians were doing the lighting. You know, they did. They hung the lights. Those gals hung the lights. And yeah, so they did tech. They did tech. Yeah. They did the tech. And, well, I don't want a straight person doing the tech. I mean, that's a disaster no. waiting to happen. No, thank you. Not no, on my watch. Absolutely not. Okay, thank you. And so it's that kind of just sort of a rapport and a banter and I think like I was thinking about why so many gay men felt so almost proud of my mom and dad on my life on the D-list and also they didn't talk about gay stuff but I think it just came through that they just were accepting so my mom and dad would never say you know they'd say like well we're going to rage because the gays put on a hell of a happy hour. And let me tell you something, they have some hors d'oeuvres that are out of this world. You know how they are, Kathleen. And so she wasn't saying like, I know a gay person. Like, just the way they lived, I think just kind of, you know, uh, let people know they were didn't have those biases. Hmm. What do you think of the kids today? They're a wreck. They're an absolute wreck. They don't vote. They don't care. They're apathetic. They look at their phones. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. And I'm a boomer, and it's not a great time for my people either. Jesus Christ. The boomers with those Facebook groups scare the shit out of me. And then the QAnons come after me. They think I was, I'm harvesting baby parts with Killary. That's what they call my Hillary. 
They call her Killery. So the Qs have discovered me, and I'm. they think I went to Epstein Island, which I giggle because the notion of me even ever knowing Jeffrey Epstein, but they think I'm on the flight log because somebody made a fucking Word document or something, <laughs> and there's just a list. And by the way, I'm in good company. It's like Robert De Niro, Madonna, Tom Hanks. So for now, you know, but it's crazy how crazy people have gotten. And I truly feel, and I know I'm being a snowflake, but it's as if a third of Americans are truly in a cult. Yeah, it's a huge bummer. How do you think the kids are doing? Uh, I've just... Are they going to vote? I, well, it's more like I... I I understand, you know, I feel like... Get your point, Jesus Christ. Here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. We remember, every, the further you go back, the further you go back in a... Gen, like the older the, the older the generation, the quieter they remember the world. The older you are, the quieter the world was when you okay. were a kid. Like, you know, I think, like, for me, like, I, you know, I grew up in a quieter world than the kids, than the second wave millennials who grew up in a quieter world. And, the, right. and, and, and so we all remember what it was like before now when it's like there's a siren going off all the time, yeah. when there's just sirens constantly, constantly, yeah, yeah. constantly. And we're all having conversations as if, the, as if we live in a world that might get quiet again because mm-hmm. we remember what it was like when it was quiet. Yeah. But they don't remember a quiet world. They've only known the sirens. And we're trying to convince them that if they get involved, they can, if they can help, better. they can make it better. But they don't know a better world. They just know the noise. And But can you – okay, so here's, here's my gripe. First of all, I'm so old, I didn't know they stopped teaching civics, period. So I heard they just don't fucking teach it. And they don't mandate um, physical education anymore. That's what I heard is the new trend. Well, I think that's good. Oh, no. That's I didn't get a you fucking thing at a solution problem. I don't get a thing at a. I didn't get a thing at a climbing oh, that rope. Christ! Um, and by the way, once just, a year they make the kids on a random Tuesday run a mile. That's yes. not a good way to train well, us. A start. I sit on my it's ass. A start. I sit on my ass all year long, and they're like, Mrs. Friedlander's like, go run a mile. You should have run a mile today, and I love Mrs. Friedlander. I get her. <laughs> In a way, you never will. No, but like, do the kids get mad? Because first of all, I just go to say this, okay? We're sticking with Joe Biden and he's our fucking guy. That's it. No, no. He's our grandpa. No, I'll sip it with the grandpa. Let me tell you something. We we have to vote. But if we divide and like some people are like, I like Newsom better. I like Newsom too. But he's he's our plan B if Joe fucking croaks like in a week. (laughs) And and that's so important. We do have to have a plan B. No, I agree. Because those Republicans have a plan B through Z and double A. There was something that I, I always loved this, that you would walk around a party in Los Angeles and you would just say to people, strangers, yeah. congratulations. Right. What happens? Okay, so I was doing an experiment because people in LA are such assholes. And I was at this very fancy... Like, it was, I think it was, I was still on Bravo, so it was like a big NBC Universal party, and it was this guy's house named Ron Meyer, who was a, the old, like the head of Universal. And I thought it would be funny to just go up to strangers and go, congratulations, because every single one of them went like this, thank you. Incredible. Incredible. And then finally, one gay boy stops and goes, for what? And I go, sit with me. <laughs> 
One person. Everybody else is all thanks. I just think that's just so fun. That just the idea that you th- you think that you have so much going on and that everybody knows it. And nothing to me has captured more the experience of moving to this city than the fact that if you just go up to a stranger on the street and say, congratulations, they'll be like, thank you. Thank you for noticing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you, Kathy Griffin. She's fucking back. My life on the PTSD list. You're everywhere. Yeah, 40 cities. Go to kathygriffin.com. When we come back, we bid the year adieu. Oh, Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. And we're back. Please welcome to the stage. She's Baby New Year if Baby New Year was an adult human woman. It's the hilarious Asuka Okatsuka. Hi. Love this one. Come on. What a show. Hi, what a show. What a show. I've been watching. Hey, John, it's been so long. It's been so long. Good to see you. Hi, friends. Hi. This is to the audience. Hello. Hi. How's How's your 2023? 2023, it's it's always so long. Every year is so long, but yeah. also so short. Right, isn't that the thing? It's kind of like uh, the fashion world, you know? It's so long, but short, right? It's so... Uh, it's is that all, what fashion is? Yeah, it's full of contradictions, Yeah, you know? You're so fashionable. Thank you so much. You have much. such style. Thank you. You really Thank do. You. Thank you. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's so long, but short. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Do you think next year is going to be your Just year? Like my brain cells. Uh, do do I think next year is going to be a good year? Your year. My year. Oh gosh. I mean, 
I think it's always gonna be my year. Don't we I agree. All a I think bit? I think this year was your year. I think next year year. I think they're all your year. Right. And you specifically kinda, you. I mean, you kind of have to do that to keep going. Like yeah. you have to say that every everybody right. The yeah. Next year's gonna be it, or else like, <laughs> like you, you you always do that. That's why we have resolutions, right? Yeah. This is this is it. Oh man, it's this resolution. I'm gonna stick to this one. Well, you have to do that. Yeah, it's like how I always start the year off with a little notebook for my to-do lists. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your to-do list. It's like this is this is the year. This is the book. This it's is gonna it. get filled up. It's gonna. I'm gonna unlock it with this book. I just needed this little notebook, and then my life was gonna come together. A hundred percent. I always feel like I'm one little perfect notebook away uh-huh. from cracking the code. Yeah, and I don't fault people for that. Like, mm-hmm. I, like we have to have something. It's why we buy necklaces with our own names on it, you know? Like, you need something. Life is so hard. You need something to look at and go, what's that spell? Jennifer, that's me. That's me. I matter. I do matter, you know? Like, we make fun of people for having live, love, laugh signs, but life is so hard. Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried before you judge someone? Oh, you're so basic, you know? It is interesting, because wasn't there, like, I I feel like it was, there was... I think David Foster Wallace gave this commencement where he talked about cliches and how valuable they are. Yes. And why do, it's an interesting point. Why do we judge live, laugh, love? What's wrong with that expression? There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, like we don't already do that when we look in the mirror. Life is so hard. You look in the mirror, what do we do? Just, you are worth it. You are beautiful. You are loved. Like we do that every day, or I do. Sorry, I'm just letting you know. My what I have to do to get through a day, right? And so, yeah, there's something to cliches. It works. For people, yeah, it's like okay, I it's it's a maybe a, a, a cliched expression, live, laugh, love. But of all the things you could convey inside of your house, it's it's among the better. It's a it's among the yeah. among the better sentiments. Yeah, I like it better than some ironic thing like I don't know. You know what I mean? When yeah, people like, are like trying to be too cool, uh, and they're like, oh yeah, this I don't put anything up. No it's shoes, minimalist. no shirt, no service. That's uh, different, right? That's just uh, that's that's a. That's like a business thing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I hate it. (laughs) You you hate it when it says no shoes, no service. Well, I just think that like if if you walked into a room and one of the rooms said live, laugh, love, and the other room said no shoes, no shirt, no service, I mean, one's open arms, one's closed arms, one's yes, one's no, you know? Right, of course. Yeah, it's confused. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, that's that's unhinged. It's an unhinged (laughs) way to live. Yeah. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, laugh shoes. shoes. <laughs> Live, laugh, shoes. Yeah. Which is... Uh, <laughs> yes? Nothing. It's just... It's not how my household grew up, you know. Live, living. laugh, no shoes. Live, laugh, no shoes. Thank you. A cultured man, you know? Yeah. Do you have, are you a shoes on house or shoes off house now? Uh, I have to admit, we are a shoes on house uh, for like an Asian American, like, you know, upbringing. It's kind of like scary to s- admit out loud. But there's a lot more going on in well, my family. That's why. It's, it's, it's interesting about coming home and deciding whether or not you're a shoes house or a no shoes house. Yeah. Both options seem wrong. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm I saying? would. Yes, There's I agree. There's no good choice. Thank you so much. Because on the one hand, on the one hand, it's like, oh, okay, you're, you, oh, you're the how you, you germs are so bad. Like, come on, right, right, it's right. just outside. 
We go there every day. Sure, Just, sure. It's fine. Right. My, no one's sick all the time because they wore shoes around the house. That's not the fucking problem. It actually ups your immunity, I think. Ups your immunity. immunity. One time when I was going through like a super like, ah, oh, like that's a that's my slutty face. Ah. Oh. Yeah. When I was going through that phase, um, I hooked up with this stranger in like a dance club bathroom. And like we went, it was wild. We were like rolling around on the ground, what? making out. It was gross, right? But... <laughs> I will say, I didn't get, for a whole year, I didn't get sick, you know? And that's kind of what you do when you wear shoes around the house. I think right. that's how the vaccines work. No, I think that's what it is. Yeah, like, I, I was so, str- I never got a cold after that. Oh, my God. Yeah. But then on the other hand. On the other hand. All you have to do is decide that this is a shoes-free house. Mm-hmm. And things are better. <laughs> Sure. But it's the choice. It's that. It's like you have to. It's like it's like you have to. It's like a habit is something you do every day for a month and then you keep it going. But I just like the idea of being the kind of person that says, "Oh, I'm sorry, shoes off, please." It seems inconceivable. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I know the word what what inconceivable means. I can't get actually. it done. Oh, you can't. get it done. I don't have the done. discipline to live a shoes. Same, same. I walk in. I'm already in. Yeah, and there's, you know, other complex stuff, too, like, uh, maybe there's, like, if you have, like, an elderly person in the house, like, I, you know, I am with my mom and grandma a lot, they have a hard time, they have to wear, like, diapers now, and they have a hard, sometimes there's urine on the floor, is what I'm saying. Right, right. And so you have to, like, we just wear shoes, and so there's just more going on, you know, there's, like, mental illness, you know. So you gotta have the shoes. Yes, if you have a dog, maybe, that has, like, bladder problems, too, like, it's better to just... We wear the shoes because, you know, I didn't mean to go down like No, a, no. Well, the other thing, too, is I have a dog, thing. and it's like, dogs can't take off their shoes. Their feet are their shoes. Uh-huh. Dogs can't take off their shoes because they're what? Their feet. What you say? I, wh- what if I see red? I just see red. I'm like, their what feet, did you say? Their feet are their shoes. Their, 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 their feet, feet are, are their shoes. Their, their feet, feet are their shoes. And their, their feet are their hands, too. <laughs> it's messed up. How are they going to take it off? All right. Now, 2024. It's right, it's right there. You can basically see it. John, you're crying. I know. I'm so... Because you got so sad. You're like, so, how are they going to take off their shoes? I, their feet are their shoes. I and I was like, you're right. It's also their hands. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's so I sad feel like, for dogs. Here's the thing. I feel like I feel a little bit like Ethan Hawke in Gattaca, and that I didn't leave anything for the way back. <laughs> That's for no one. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, what's a movie that happened lately? <laughs> it's time for a segment. We're going out with the old. Some of them the weren't old. even born yet. Okay. Some of them weren't even fucking born yet. Yeah. Out with the old. And basically, I'm just gonna to read some some things to you, yeah. and you're gonna tell us. Yeah. Are we leaving them behind or are we taking them with us to 2024? Sure. All right. Yes. First up, girl dinner. Girl dinner. Girl dinner. What's girl dinner? It is a gendered way of saying eating out of the fridge. Oh, okay. Is it, it's not when you have a dinner as a girl? Well, yes. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, every right, time, right. presumably every time you have dinner. Sure. That's why I'm confused. Hey, correctly. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, it's like the gay married. I think I, it, gay parking, but right. just because you're gay, everything you do is gay. Like, I this is my gay dinner. 
this is my gay water that I'm drinking. Right. Right? So, okay, girl dinner. And girl dinner is when you eat out of the fridge. Yeah, basically. Yeah, well, we shouldn't... It's so confusing. We shouldn't take that anywhere with us because I had to break that down. Yeah, you're right. Dinner is dinner. No, no, it's not coming. Yeah, no, goodbye. I didn't even know it ever came. That's terrible. Next up, the Roman Empire. Roman Empire. I mean, it's gonna... I mean... (laughs) <laughs> the brain of a man who is always thinking about ancient Rome. I mean, if it's keeping them chill, like, <laughs> we should take it with us. I, I, somebody pointed this out that they're actually not thinking about it. This is not my, this is not my observation, but that, yeah. that people aren't actually thinking about ancient Rome. They're thinking about movies uh-huh. in which ancient Rome was depicted because... Right. No one's read anything, myself included. They're not <laughs> picturing it. They're not thinking about fucking, I don't know, Cicero. Sentences they're just, they're that just they thinking, read, yeah. yeah. They're thinking about... Scenes. Yeah, Ben-Hur. Right. If you're lucky. Right, or like 300 or something. Yeah, the 300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, was that even the same location? It doesn't matter. Okay, it's yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. thinking of. Right, you right. You don't know and they don't know. No, yeah, and so I don't mind. I think if it keeps them occupied... Uh, has there ever been a mass shooter that was like, oh, yeah, I, it was Rome. Like, if it, it you know what I mean? I no, think no. if it keeps them busy, that's good. Let's bring yeah. it. Yeah, the stakes were higher than any of us realized. All right. <laughs> Next up, uh, yeah. that Barbenheimer t-shirt you bought and upon receiving realized you will never wear not even once. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of, the, a lot of these shirts are going to be made into like tote bags, you know, and stuff like that, I think. Yeah, Goodbye. so we're not bringing it. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, next up, we have this strange tech guy that claims he's de-aging himself. His name is, I believe, Brian Johnson. He also apparently does some kind of um, shock treatment on his penis. He does? What is the treatment? Um, he claims it makes it younger. Okay. Oh, it's like he shocks it. Yeah. He shocks it. Wow. I don't think he should do that. I, I think no one should. Yeah, I think we should leave him back there. Okay, we'll, we'll leave him back there. I've never seen him before. This is a tough one. Okay. Disgraced former Congressman George Santos. Are we done with him, or I is mean, there more to his story? And the picture you're showing is him on Z-Way, which was like, you know, an iconic... Like, I still want to watch that episode. I do want to see that. I want to watch him get interviewed. I mean, he's going to come out with a book, probably. You know, he's going to win Mass Singer. You know, like, <laughs> that's going to happen. There's, it's inevitable. He's going to come with us. Yeah. You know? Next up, and finally. Yeah. Orcas attacking yachts. Oh, okay. Orcas attacking yachts. I mean, I mean, orcas were there first. You know, I mean, you saw blackfish. You surprised? They've been trying to tell you, right? Yeah, they've yeah. asked nicely. Oh, they were like, oh, we we will spin you around in the water. Like they did that. So I don't know. Blackfish. Yeah, blackfish. Oh man, that was tough watch. Remember that movie? I do. Yeah. Really, yeah. I'm they, thinking about it. They warned us back then. Yeah. So yeah. they're just attacking yachts, like, they're, like with their tail, or I don't know how fish. Yeah, work. I don't know. I don't know. I actually. It's oh, funny. Just, okay. You say it, and I'm like, how do they attack the yacht? I assume with their faces. It's weird because orcas, in a way, you know, dogs feed are their shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. Orcas' mm-hmm. faces are their fists. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and they still don't have hands. <laughs> Still no hands. Hey, everybody. 
Go to oddskillcomedy.com. John, your segues, I have to say, <laughs> are truly out of this world. I never even know what you're thinking because you, you just, I'll say something and you stare at me and I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> He's just gonna, out of nowhere, you know. But, but as a twist today, sometimes I'm crying. No, I know. It's unhinged. You need sleep. Someone get this man a break. Oddskillcomedy.com. Full grown international tour. That's, That's what right. it's called. That's right. Where are you yeah. going? I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, Tokyo, Osaka, oh. Taipei, Singapore. Can I come? Bangkok. Yes, yeah. All Bobby right. Burke is joining cool. on the trip. Hell yeah. yeah. So more gays. <laughs> more gays. Then cool. it'll be a gay vacation, not just a regular vacation. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a gay airplane <laughs> that we're on. <laughs> when we come back, predictions. Yeah. Oh, let's go sticking around. All right. And we're back. 2024 is here. <laughs> and Crooked and Vote Save America created a 2024 planner to help you stay sane and organized next year, like we were talking about, how it right. can fix everything. That's right. It's filled with important dates, much-needed motivation, and fun stuff to keep you from losing your mind. Uh, a portion of the proceeds goes towards uh, helping to... It does. I can't even remember which, which uh, great voting organization, but it's one of them, and it's one of the ones that's good. <laughs> Just it is. I think it's still, I don't want to say because I might be wrong, but I'm, I'm almost sure. sure. Anyway, the, I, hun, shut up. <laughs> Crooked.com slash store. Yeah. Also, the second ever episode of our new subscriber show, Inside 2024, comes out next Wednesday on the 20th. This time, Dan and Alyssa dive into the unique nature of two former presidents running against each other and the challenges of running an incumbent campaign. To listen to this episode, and it's a great show, make sure you're part of Crooked's Friends of the Pod community. Go to crooked.com slash friends to sign up. All right. Otsko's graciously stuck around. Please welcome Greta, David, and Kathy back to the stage. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this incredible group. Yes. This is our last show of the year. And because of that, we decided that instead of ending with rants about what was, we'd start imagining what could be and imagining what 2024 might hold for us. And so uh, we thought we'd end this, this show with some predictions. Uh, does anyone have a prediction they'd like to kick us off with? Kathy, you have a prediction? I think Donald Trump and Don Jr. will get sepsis. Very specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it out there. Wow. Throw it out you're, there. You're going straight back to the well on that one. Okay. Well, the well is often where you could get sepsis. <laughs> depending. That's what? Poisoning of the blood? It's yes. infection. So infection. Okay. Okay, infection. Gone awry. Greta, do you have a prediction? Yeah, I was thinking. Okay, so I was just thinking, okay, 2024. Um, uh, the Met Gala theme will be <gasps> Ozempic. Oh, that's cool. Ah, okay, okay. That's cool. Very Ozempic. hot. Yes. That's cool. I like Very that. Hot. I like that. Imagine the clothes. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be awesome. Although Ozempic feels very 2023, I feel like next is lithium or something. You know? Yeah, lithium's gonna make a yeah, comeback. It's, like it's gonna be weirder. opium 2024, yeah, yeah. the year oh, of yeah. opium. Oh, ketamine, ketamine is back. Yes. Ketamine, ba yeah. ketamine, is, ketamine is back, and it's not for horses. It's no. for people now. Yeah. It's for people now. It, it's for people, people do ketamine therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm I just, sorry. This is true. <laughs> I'm sorry you laugh at facts. <laughs> I I'm think, sorry you find science funny. Yeah. I think that you should... From you, you I do. From you. <laughs> well, you think what? Just... I, I just You're so, hugging yourself. Are you okay? Yeah, what's no, going I'm appreciating your laugh at your circumstance. Oh. But it's funny <laughs> to observe and appreciate someone laughing at a circumstance right. when you're the person creating the circumstance. You're responsible. Oh, that's I'm a laugh. Observing it and yeah. responsible yeah, for right. it. You see, that's why it's I was, a guilty laugh. Oh, wow. A little it's bit. A, yeah. Now I feel like oh. a goldfish. <laughs> like, like I'm just no. in this bowl. You're just observing me. David, yeah. do you have any predictions for 2024? Yeah, yeah. I think thrifting is going to explode. Wow. And that's going to mean a lot more shops are going to shut that sell new clothes, and I think it's going to influence the Met Gala. Wow. Oh, thrifting that. slash yeah. Ozempic. A lot of, a lot of thrifting. thrifting. A lot of thrifting. I'm okay. into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. There you go. Ketamine. <laughs> yeah. Ketamine, honestly, America 2024, ketamine, thrifting, and Ozempic, kind of probably Full most plate. of what it's... That's a, it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some predictions for us. Okay. Uh, one of them was George Santos' mass singer. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. What is she... Uh, <laughs> Clairvoyant, you're like that Mitchell medium. Yeah, my brain short-circuited. I gotcha. I'll finish <laughs> your sentences. Whatever word I was gonna say. Uh, what do you think about this? Manjaro causes people to grow tails exactly as heavy as all the weight they've lost. <gasps> Just a big fat tail. I couldn't care less. I think it'd be cool. I love a tail. Honestly, still I worth love it. A tail. Mm-hmm. Still worth it. Yep. Mm-hmm. How cute is a tail, band? though? Is what? it a cute tail? How cute is it? I think it's like a functional one. Okay. Ah. Okay. You know, like hang from a tree. Useful. And help you Useful. swim. Yes. Okay. Yes. But is it just fat? Is it muscle? Is it what are you yeah, losing? So the fat is the not fat cute. you lose becomes your tail, which is that's where it gets sticky. Does the tail lose weight if you take Ozempic too? Yes. Or I need a, it's I need all proportionate. Yeah. Does the tail have hands? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an answer? <laughs> no, the tail doesn't have ta- hands. It is made of cartilage. The oh. salad. Oh, okay. This year's sal- 2024 salad trend is chicory, and it sucks. What's chicory? It's just a bitter green. Oh, okay. Oh, I what was about thinking chicory like a barbecue. No one cares about radicchio anymore? I love radicchio. Yeah. I love a radicchio. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like... What? Some people make more money than others. <laughs> oh, yeah. On this, I'm like, two people talking about the Met Gala. That's rich people's lettuce. Uh, radicchio? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I don't have a billion that, dollars. A, yeah, not, Thank you. It's very elitist. <laughs> Look how humble I am. I also love iceberg. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Trying to reel it in. Uh, I have a chef. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Next prediction. Rachel Dolezal is back, and this time, she's Asian. (gasps) Yes! Yes! Yeah, all in. All in, yes. It's been too long. It's so old. We always have to be like, oh, Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) Same old joke. Same old joke. Rachel will be very committed. She really is committed to when she picks you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think this will be good. This is is good. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Sweet Green's new caffeinated grain bowl kills 12. Oh! I don't think they should put caffeine in those salads. I think it's wrong. Caffeine should be in things you expect. Agreed. Like uh, a coffee oh, salad. That's be... true. Like 12 people died eating sweet green salad. No. No, this is a prediction. Prediction. It's a prediction. prediction. Oh, I said that. Are you a shaman or 
this is interesting. You short circuited again. You're having. You had another short circuit. Yeah, I'm short circuiting. I've never been around so many rich people. You said chicory. We said we thought it was hickory. Exactly. I thought it was a sauce. Here's something interesting. There's going to be a Riceroni movie, and Jessica Chastain is amazing in it. Isn't oh. she wonderful? Wait, I need to explain to them. So Riceroni is a, a thing that you... It's in a box. It comes a in a box. box. Daniel, listen to me. That doesn't make sense. A box. It's just the IP. That's now okay. there are too many bees. Bees everywhere. Remember when there weren't enough bees? Yeah, 2024, there was a bee shortage. Twist, too many bees. Too many. Mm-hmm. Remember the like the deadly Asian wasps or something? Yeah. That came in 2020, yes. right after COVID, when everyone was already calling it the China virus. Yeah. I had to put a statement. I was like, I do not take risk. I I do not stand with what these wasps. You are disavow. Doing. You disavow. Yeah, I had to disavow. Yeah. 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 And the thing about these wasps too is like they never even, they never tell you how they feel. They're so stoic, and then I it know. comes out like decades and, later. And, no hands. No hands. <laughs> no hands. That's no. why. That's why. And finally, 2024 will surely be a nightmare toboggan ride down a steep, greasy, bumpy hill in the pitch black dark with turns and scares and bumps only a fool would try and predict. We will over the next year remember that in the presidential race, in the race to win up and down the ballot, we are in a fight not to elect one person over another or one party over another, but to protect each other and help each other. We are at the reins. The politicians are the toboggans. And we need to ride these old rickety freaks to safety. <laughs> Okay? Yes! We so have we'll to. see you we on the to. slopes. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank, thank, you, thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Yes, and as the person who played Dr. Martin Luther King, I sanctioned that message. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that means wow. a lot. When we come back, we'll end on a high note. Yeah. And we're back. Because we all need it this week, here it is, the high note. Hi, love it. This is Jay calling from Iowa. And my high note is that uh, earlier this year, my husband left me. And in May, I decided to start walking, uh, which turned into walking two times a day, which turned into jogging, which has since turned into running. In this process, I've managed to lose uh, over 65 pounds, and I'm below 200 for the first time in at least 15 or 20 years. And a lot of it is because on Saturdays, I will listen to Love It or Leave It, and it motivates me to just keep on running. And now that you have the weekday podcast, now I have a reason to run when I get up at 4.45 before I go to work. I want to thank you and the cricket team. You guys have kept me motivated to continue to just keep doing the work. Thanks. Hi, my name's Carly. I'm calling from Michigan. I've called a couple times before with high notes about my daughter who was born deaf. And this time I want to give a shout-out to the Michigan Special Healthcare Insurance Program. Um, it's taxpayer-funded, and it is the reason why my family could afford to get her cochlear implants, which we did this week. And your podcast was one of the things I listened to while I was waiting in the hospital to hear that she had come out okay. And she did. She uh, got through surgery with flying colors, and she is back to her happy, playful little self. And we can't wait to get the external processors and turn them on. So way to go, Michigan Tech. It's proud to be one of you, and I appreciate your help on this one. Thanks. I love it. This is Samantha calling from Virginia. Um, 
I am so excited to share this week that I am just defended my PhD in environmental engineering, and I will be graduating next week after a long six years of grad school. Um, there were a lot of ups and downs along the way, but um, I was always happy to be able to listen to your show on Saturday morning. It's always been a high point for me, and so I wanted to share this little uh, bit of success with you. Thank you so much. Bye. Hi, Levitt. My name is Rebecca from rural Pennsylvania. In 2020, early 2020, my entire family got COVID. Um, my mother ended up in hospital with pneumonia. My father ended up developing a um, very bad skin disorder, which is still problematic now. And I got all the obnoxious parts. Um, I lost my sense of smell for eight months. Food stopped tasting the same. My body stopped digesting gluten. Um, and just this week, after three and a half years of onions tasting terrible and garlic and eggs, I ate a fried egg and it didn't taste like a burnt onion bagel. And it was amazing. Thank you. Thanks to everybody who shared a high note tonight. If you want to call us and leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Thank you so much to Kathy Griffin, David Oyelowo, Atsuko Okatsuka, and Greta Lee. There are 324 days until the 2024 elections. Thank you all so much for listening this year, for coming out on tour, for being part of this show. We will see you next year. If you're already doom scrolling, don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find Love It or Leave It on YouTube for access to your favorite segments and other exclusive content. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Finally, you can join our Friends of the Pod subscription community for ad-free episodes, exclusive content, and a great discussion on Discord. Plus, it's a great way to get involved with Vote Save America. So sign up today at crooked.com slash friends. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Peter Miller, Alan Pierre, Will Miles, and Mohanad Alshaki are our writers. Evan Sutton is our editor. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis provide audio support. On the road, Vendelin von Schroeder is our tour manager. Stephen Cologne is our audio engineer. And Milo Kim is our videographer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Bernardo Serna for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, David Tolls, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 